What up, boys? Welcome back to the Barnburner Podcast, where it's hosted by four guys that just ride the pine. In today's episode, we're going to talk about some absolutely heat shit when it comes to Dubois, the Bruins, and our top 10. Alongside me are my boys Marco, Mikey, and Tyler. We know a little bit about hockey, but just enough to piss you off. Mm-hmm. All right, so the first thing we got to tap today, what's going on with the Bruins? Why are they so, so good at hockey? They're not very good at hockey, I'll tell you that. Well, I, they I mean, lost a good streak. I mean, yeah, against terrible teams. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I think, I think tonight true. showed that like this team has fight in them. They like they can produce when they want to, but like I think what they're missing is a bottom six forward group, and I think they need another star on defense. It's just they they just get overwhelmed out there, and they they can't keep up with Washington's firepower that you saw tonight. I mean, they can't hold against. Uh, old Pittsburgh team. It's just I don't know how they're going to compete if they make it out of the East and go and have to play Tampa Bay or something. I just don't see them being able to compete with that star power that they have. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Pittsburgh's absolute dog shit. Well, man, <laughs> I, I, I think a topic that I can argue with you about. I but. think I think Don Sweeney is a buffoon. I think Don Sweeney is one of the worst GMs in the league. I mean, you lose a guy like Tory Krug and you bring in who? Absolutely nobody. Like yeah. Jeremy Lawson is not going to back up your blue line. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Charlie McAvoy's a top end D man, but like you make terrible trades. Like you trade away Dougie Hamilton, who's arguably a top five D man. You can say the Sagan trade too. You can that, say the Sagan I mean, trade and the Wheeler trade. Well, that, was, that was um that was Sorelli though. That was not Sweeney. That's true. I know. I know. But listen, I to think this, Sweeney's right? a terrible GM. You know. I no, mean, I, you know I agree too. He's picks not. He missed out in the 2015 draft. Imagine, imagine, right, right. You, you can could, talk about that. Yeah, you have drafts. you have like you have three picks, right? You have 13, 14, 15. You draft you draft Zaboral. You draft terrible. Uh, Dabrowski. Dabrowski terrible. terrible. And who's the other guy? I don't remember the other guy. Zach Sedition. He has Zach not left the NHL. Don't even know where he is. Zaboro you know after after those guys, Matthew Barzal, probably top five forward right now. Thomas Chabot, forward. Kyle Connor, Spetsnikov, not getting not his brother, his Brock Bowser. Oh, Besser's nice, dude. Yeah, the Bruins are the Larson. Bruins are All right, like I think this team I, needs to go on a run though. If they want to make a statement in the East, they, they need, need another big big forward who can do some. The thing shit is, right? I think they need to they need to upgrade their defense. I think this right now. Because I, even though McAvoy is kind of broken out a little bit this year, because he's getting a little more ice time because Krug's gone and Chara's gone, but you, the, their plan was, oh, let's get the youth, but like it's not, it's not gonna work. The youth isn't working. Term, yeah, the youth's like not good enough yet. So Boral is done okay, but he's not the future guy you need. So I saw this thing the other day that uh, Matt Dumb is being shopped by Matt the Dumba. Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't want to pick him up. Matt Dumba. I know it might be a little expensive, but if they're gonna make a big splash and trade on, that's the guy you go for. Uh, I believe he's thirty-one or and or twenty-six. Twenty-six. What? That's pretty good. That's young. That's that's (laughs) Rainus Prime. You put him on the pairing with Carlo or something like that, and you just bolster that defense up because that's what you need. That one more piece to play through. If I'm the Bruins, yeah. If I'm the Bruins, Jim, here's what I'm thinking, right? You're sitting in an East Division where the team behind you is Pittsburgh with 11 points, and they've lost three games while they're still playing well. Like, yeah, they got Jim Rutherford out, and they're um, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna start tanking. But you also have this division, right? You have the Islanders 
who, like I predicted, aren't gonna play up to are, aren't gonna be up to snuff this year because you don't add anything, and you got you went on a miracle run last year. You have the Rangers, where Keandre Miller is scoring points. You're like number one defenseman, but he's not producing at the level they thought he would. Lafreniere got his first goal in overtime. You know, in nice overtime, goal. three on three, not even a five on five. Listen, it's, it's just like this is a guy that played in the QMJHL with Ramuski and put up over 113 points in 60 games. But and, I mean, going off that, we said the same thing about Jack Hughes last year. Yeah, overrated him, him, Jack. Listen, this is why I, I will stand by it till the day I die. That draft, the best player in that draft was drafted after pick one and two. That was 2019, right? Uh, uh, That's why he's winning. You could do you. You so many plays. No, you Cole, meant right, Mike. Cole Caulfield, absolute beast with Wisconsin, beast uh, with Wisconsin, drafted by my Habs. Listen, this guy's kids got this kid's got seventeen Agreed. points. The dude did drop. I thought he was going top ten. He dropped the fifteen. So you have, think, you have Spencer Knight. You have Spencer Knight who just single handedly. You have Spencer Knight who just single handedly secured the U.S. Nice gold good. That's Nice good. That's true. You but have, I think the thing with Trevor Zegras, Trevor Zegras, most underrated player in that draft. That kid's gonna be. Insane, disgusting. Nine overall of the dog. Fourteen pounds of muscle, and not expect to be in, good. in what four months? Yeah, no. like not, I mean, not a lot yeah, of time. That's, so. that's just unbelievable. Not, not you. You gotta give that kid credit though. The shit year he took to his first year, yeah. and all oh, these guys are fucking terrible. I mean, you can't. Now, fire, he's on the Devils. That sucks. That's, that's yeah. Awesome. But now he's producing. Your, you best, your best defenseman is Subban. You're like trying to. You're uh, trying to compete. No, no, no. That dude's on the That guy sucks. Dude, so that, I, as a Hobbs fan, I love PK, but like, that's just so funny. Like, we trade him for Weber. Weber seems to be like an aging vet. He's playing the best hockey he's ever played. Like, I'm so. I that contract, though, is pretty bad, Sam. Uh, don't, we're not going to talk about that right yeah, now. Yeah, that contract's pretty bad. I, I, boys, I wanted to shift back to the Bruins here. And we're talking about defense when they can go pick up. And there's a plethora of defensemen. But, you know, along with, like, the issues with the trading, like, if you trade with a Canadian club, like, that's – you're not going to see them in action for a whole week. And knowing right. how short the season is, you know. But I wanted to ask you. I'm going to run through the Bruins roster right here. And I'm – like, I have some guys I think the Bruins could trade. And I want I want you to tell me if you think they should trade them or not or, like, if they can trade them. Jake DeBrusque. Agreed. I think I think Jake. I love Jake. I think a lot of people love Jake. He's a fan favorite in Boston, but he sucks. If Jake, if, if Jake DeBrusque gets his ass out the door, I mean, honestly, I can't say too much. Yeah, he's Especially not for, like mediocre. I, been, I absolutely would love that. I've been the one to say give him time, but for the first few games he's played, I, I'm five years right now. Yeah, he's five years. Gone, he's gone. In his first six games, in Jake DeBrusque's first six games, he is zero goals, one assist, one point for a negative one. Yeah. I mean, Nick Ritchie, third liner, I think. Yeah, top more goals up. He's got like four or five goals this season. Four already. goals. Yeah, Nick Ritchie, eight games, four goals, three assists, seven points, negative two. I and mean, what well, yeah, those names you were, you, were, you were thinking of? As long as you don't stay Stanika, because I think he has a great future in a Bruins uniform. Top I, six, Frederick. Top six forward. Here's a, guy, here's a guy I think as you know, as a guy as a guy that like really likes hockey, this is a guy I think that the Bruins could trade away for good value right now. What is it? Trent Frederick? No, he's good. He'll develop. No, I like Trent good. Frederick. He's, he's not our twenty-four ga- all right, listen to this. Twenty-four games in the NHL, right? Zero goals, one assist. A negative three with 15 penalty minutes. Yeah, but it's not about ah. the points, Sam. If he's been playing the last game with the Bruins on that fourth line, Corrali and Wagner, I understand. He's been I understand. so good. 
But if if this guy had if this guy had seven seven games played, zero goals and one assist, and he had like a plus five of like nine or ten, I'd be like, this guy is doing something right. He might not be the second guy to pass the puck over. He might not be getting credit for the assist, but he's doing something on offense that helps his team win. But to show up and post a negative three in your career and twenty four games, only getting one assist is pretty depressing. And then, uh, I, I Chet Fredericks. And I think it's so funny. I was watching the Devils game against the Bruins the other day, and he's like, he's like chirping like Subban, and then like Subban like punches him down to the ground. That was epic. Nice. No, he's, he's pissing him off <laughs> the so whole sick. game. Subban's a bitch. Frederick, I, I wouldn't off. be mad. I wouldn't be mad if we move him. All right, and now I gotta ask you the big boy question. As a Bruins fan, right? Let's Absolutely. say, let's say, let's say, you're it's an towards the end of the season. You got five games left. And you're out of the, you're out of the playoff spot, right? You're not gonna make the playoffs this year, right? And a team comes calling about to Garask. What what are you thinking? No. It depends. It, it, it honestly depends who they're giving up. You better you better hope the Oilers are calling and giving us McDavid. No way I trade Garask. <laughs> All right, Sam. What what like, goaltender say, do you have? Like, give me an example. What what? Give me Sam, what what would someone give for Rask? Like, all right, all right, go, all right. Let's you know what I think. I think Wally brought up a great point. The, uh, the Oilers need a goalie. They need a goalie. They need a goalie. So if I'm the Oilers. Here's what I'm offering. Here's what I'm offering. I'm offering Evan Bouchard, a six three right handed guy. He's 21 years of age. He's only played seven games in the NHL, but he has a goal. He's a defenseman. I'm offering you Darnell Nurse, another defenseman. He's 25 years of age. He's six four, two twenty one. Uh, I I'd probably have to offer you a goalie back, so I'd probably offer you a uh, Stu uh, Koskinen to make the cap work. I I take Koskinen. Koskinen's been looking. I would good. too. He's but been solid. I would like picks. I would take picks over. And like, then and then I'm like, giving and then hurt. and then I'm giving you a first round pick. So this trade is two Karask and probably like a third. And I'm giving you two defensemen. One's twenty one, uh, six four. One of them is twenty five. He's uh, six one. And then I'm giving you. Koskinen, and I'm giving you a first round pick in this upcoming year. I think I'd take that. I would I too. But I don't. If you're the Bruins, if you can swap Nurse for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you do that. Because that's you're not going to get. Not gonna get, get no, I think. No, I actually. Can't. No, I actually think. I actually agree with Wally on this. The Nuge is a guy <laughs> that he's coming into a contract year, and I think his stats. Got to see himself. I think his stats don't show what he means to this Oilers roster. Like you have, you have, you have the arguably the two best players in the league playing on the same team. Yeah. And the issue yeah, with the Oilers, the, the, issues, the Oilers have two issues and it's not their defense anymore. Cause I remember for so long, even in like the 2013 draft, like don't draft Neil Yakupov, draw draft Ryan Murray. Who's we now know on the devil's is dog shit. I don't even like, know the guys. Exactly. Yeah. But like throw a picks, something like that. But it's know. not the defense. That's the issue. It's the fact that they don't get scoring. You're getting scoring from McDavid, no star power. McDavid, Drysaddle, who are gone. That's all they have, I meant. And then they you get, and then you get a goal. You get an occasional goal from Kaylor Yamamoto, and you get a, maybe a goal, maybe a goal from the Nuge. And then you have no goalies. Like you have no goalies. Like they have, they have five goalies on their NHL roster right now. They have five. They have like the thing is right though. If, also, yeah, they have like, five. Rask, and Skinner, Smith, and Wells. I don't even know who the half of these guys are. Yeah, with Ras though, teams might not be willing to give to give up that much because he's thirty five years old. Well, I know someone said, I know, I know Rask said in an interview if they if I get traded, then I'll just retire. Yeah, so right now this might be his last year. I yeah. I, really I think he'll play for one more. 
No, I think he's going to – after the kind of end, he's going to retire, and, he's, and then the Bruins move on. Once his contract this year. This is, this is his last year of his uh, – yeah, I think he signed the, the seven-year, $7 million deal in 2013. And he's I a family guy. A year again. He's a family guy. I mean, you know, we saw that in the bubble. I mean, I'm not putting anything against them all for that. I mean, family over everything, but, like, yep. absolutely. you saw how committed he is to his family. I don't think he wants to be playing hockey. And with that being said, Wally, though, I don't – I think that Rask – like, the Bruins having a, a Vezna-caliber goaltender is so big for their team because you look at what happened when they didn't have a goalie in the bubble. They – they crumb, and I and honestly, I think if the Bruins beat Tampa Bay, I think they're my Stanley Cup favorite. Honestly. I think, yeah. In the playoffs? Yeah. They're my Stanley Cup favorite. If. Just Halak, Halak just didn't, couldn't get it done. Well, you also have – Well, asking, you know, you can't blame him. He stood on his head some of those no, games. No, no, other games, understand. you know, they play like shit, but – yeah, should well, I feel like if Ross awesome. was there, they would have a better chance. To win. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well, I mean, you look at today's like, game, the defense has let Ovechkin walk right through him, and yeah. he's going to top shelf. The game's over. All right, boys, I want to move on to the next thing here. I want you guys to list your top five teams in the NHL right now. As of what day is it today? The 31st? Or the 30th. 30th. The 30th? Shouldn't be the 31st. As, of, as, of, as of January 30th, who are your top five teams in the NHL? We'll start with Mikey. Um, the Lightning, obviously. They haven't played that many games, but they're four and one. Yep. The Avalanche, the Golden Knights, the Maple Leafs, the Capitals are undefeated. Um, that's five. And I'll, I'll throw the Jets in there. I mean, no, no, no. Sorry, the Canadians. I like it. I like it. What about you, Wally? So I mean, I don't think the Capitals have it in them this year. Um, I think the East is kind of kind of tilted in their favor. So I would put in like no specific order, I would put and it pains me to do it as a Penguins fan. But I would put the Flyers in the top five. Um if Hart can turn his season around and compete for the Besna, I think that's that's a Stanley Cup winning team. Um I'd also put Toronto there if they can get over the playoff hump somehow um and break break the curse that they somehow put upon themselves then I think they can contend. I would also put Colorado there. McKinnon's disgusting. Uh, there's nothing short about that. I would put Vegas there. And I wouldn't put Minnesota there, but I wouldn't be surprised if they squeak into the top seven this year. They are having a very good year. Um, but I think number five, probably put Boston. I think they're going to find a way in. I don't know how, but I – I got to score. Way. That's that, yeah, exactly. That's all they're missing. Yeah, they make a splash at the trade deadline. They're they're cup contenders easily. Um, but yeah, I think the two, sh- the three teams that are going to shock people this year are the Wild, the Sabers, and the Canucks. Wild are off to a hot start. Uh, hot hot start. I think Vancouver needs to get it going. Um, Pedersen's been turning it on lately, but you need you need that top five to get going with uh, Boser, Horvat. Miller and uh, Hughes. You you need them to get going in order to win games and to make a playoff push. Um, besides that, I mean, I think they can contend if they want to. So, all right, Marco, who are you guys your top five? All right, so number five, uh, I gotta go with the Bruins still because I know that um, they haven't really like pr- the defense is kind of unproven. You but you have won these five games. With without David Pasternak, and tonight was the first day he's back. So you got you got your number one score back. So 
it's you just gotta like get the get the blood flowing again, pass on to get his groove going. Like Craig, I think Craig Smith was a great addition so far. Him and Charlie Coyle have been gelling on the third line. Um, once Corrali still kicking it on the fourth line, like it's just it's just a matter of time. I think they they gotta get they gotta get it done. They're gonna make another big splash of trade deadline, but I think to go for the defense in this time around instead of a forward. But we'll see what happens with that. But I think they they'll, they'll push through and but they'll be still a can't still like a contender. Doesn't matter. I think every year you're around, they're doing it. Um, four. This is hard. Like there's like a lot of good teams in the NHL right now. Like yeah, it's it's really early. It's yeah, it's early. It but I also think um. I'm definitely gonna go with uh, Philly because since that those two games against the Bruins, uh, they have turned on. Has three won three straight, and I hope Carter Hart uh, gets his game going because after the Bruins exploited them that game that that series, but he's been improving. But I'm I'm rooting for him though. I I I've been a big fan of him, so hopefully he can get it going. Three. Hate to say it, Montreal. Love Nick Suzuki. That dude is unbelievable. I like I that kid is He's gonna the, be a top top one center. And I, for the Kings. Um I'm comparing him to Bergeron. Yep. Um, I was just about to say that. I was able to say that. He's a young version of Bergeron and I like it. So and I think he can score more than Bergeron too. So I agree. Yeah, that. no, he's a little more he's a little more talented than him. Yeah. Um, they definitely found a gem in CCP. Yeah, Definitely. And I think they can win games without Carey Price um being as uh best. So I think the I, office I is think... like Tower Tower DeFoley, the signing of him. You still you still have uh Shea Weber kicking it, even though I'm not really a fan of Shea Weber, but he's playing good, so that's the only thing that matters. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with um. Like okay, number two, I'm gonna go with Vegas. I, actually, no, Colorado, because they have won three straight again, and just McKinnon, just like Tyler said, is unbelievable. McKinnon's just gross. He, like he's that team. Kalecar, big fan of him. He's. That defense is unbelievable. And I think if they add another one more piece of the deadline, they're gonna be uh the favorite of Stanley Cup. And I think they'll they're gonna to win the Stanley Cup this year. But that's my pick. That's a bold team. Be, yeah. uh, I don't think they'll win the Stanley Cup this year. I don't think they have the goaltending. It'll be Colorado. I think they're I they have it. This team the goaltending is the only thing that's a little bit worrying for me. Black Luster. Bauer. All right, boys, you're my top five. This is gonna be heavy debated, but this is this is what I think. Number five, the Dallas Stars. They, you know, they as of right now, they actually just lost like seconds ago. They just lost to the Hurricanes four to one. But before, that's a good Hurricanes team. But it's don't, an don't it's sell a, them short. Don't sell it exactly. That Hurricanes team is I gonna be a, make a push. But before that loss, the Dallas Stars beat Detroit, and I know Detroit's bad, but they beat them seven to three. Uh, they beat Detroit again two to one. They beat Nashville three to two, and they beat Nashville again seven to nothing. This is a team that has was in quarantine because they had like four or five guys in their team had COVID. But seventeen, seventeen had guys had COVID. Yeah. Twenty four total. Oh my god! Players. 
A lot of guys yeah. have COVID, but this is a team I think can make a deep, uh, deep push again. I don't think they're, I don't think they're Stanley Cup uh, contenders anymore. I think Ben Bishop's done. Honestly, well, I think, I think well, Ben Bishop. Ben, Bishop, ben Bishop's injured. Yeah, he's on injured reserve currently. If Bishop uh, can have a Vesna season. That team, I'm putting them top three in the league. Well, right now for me, Kadobin's having a dozen season. You see his stats. He's yeah. he's he's posting. I think he's he's posting a 0.99 goals against average. But Bishop has it in him to be a number one goaltender. No doubt. He's, no ending. doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, agreed. Uh, my number four team uh is gonna be the Washington Capitals. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. They they have they go on IR. And they find a they find an absolute stud goaltender, and I think his name is Mitek Vertaka or whatever his name is. That guy's a stud. I don't know where the hell he came from. He's from like he's he was drafted right here uh, in the second round, ninth overall in the second round in 2014. He was in the KHL and I mean the Czech Republic League like for six years, and then he just shows up to the NHL and he's got three wins in a row. He this kid hasn't lost, uh, and. I, I don't know how they do it. Like, I think Todd Rudin was terrible, and thank God they sacked that guy. He's, he had no hair, so no hair and, you know, no coaching ability, uh, just like Claude Julian. I was going to uh, say Claude Julian. <laughs> yeah, just like – it was like <laughs> But, yeah, actually, I think that – I mean, I, I, I kicked them out. I rooted them out of my top five in the uh, – my, my four going in the East, but they're, I think they're definitely going to win it. Uh, my number three team, and this team is hot, 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 and I love them to death. The Montreal Canadiens are so good. They added a guy like Josh Anderson, who got one goal in four assists in 27 games last year for Max Domi. He has now four goals and an assist in his first eight games. I'm really surprised about him. Domi has, I, Domi really has zero points. Domi, actually, Domi has one assist. Yeah, Domi's not doing well. Uh, my number three team, uh, once again, highly controversial. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. I hate, I hate Toronto as much as the next guy, but listen, they, they sacked. They sacked and they got rid of Babcock. They started to turn around their season with Sheldon Keefe. And then they got rid of Tyson uh, Tyson Barry, who is not good. They brought in the guy. And Kadri. I actually think that that show is stupid. I'd rather have Kadri over Kerfoot. But then they bring in a cap space. That's why. Yeah. That's why he capped them. But then you bring in a guy like TJ Brody, who has been so good on, on defense. On, on the fan on fantasy, he's one of the number one scoring guys with Jeff Petrie. Another great ad for the Habs, but and then my number one team is Vegas. And I don't think they won the Stanley Cup, but here's why. They're 5-1-1 one, one with a plus-six differential, and they've had to sack the last two games because of COVID to the third-to-worst third to team in the league. They're going to win both of those games in San Jose, and they're, they're going to be the best team in the league by five points clear. Easy. They got so much talent. It's like I remember, like I remember watching them like draft and like do like the trades and like at the like, expansion draft. And my dad and I were saying like, it looks like George McPhee is playing NHL. Like he looks like he's like doing franchise mode. Like he's like, a cartoony amount of picks, and they're so dumb too. Like it's like all right, let's uh, you know what? We don't really care about our prospects. Let's go get Max Pacioretty, who's a thirty goal scorer in his own right. Let's go trade him for I don't know. Uh, here's Nick Nick Suzuki. Who's gonna be like the next top ten player in the league? Here's Thomas Tatar, who is a, who scored thirty goals last year with the Habs, and he got three goals in the playoffs. And then let's go get Matisse Norlander, who's a guy you might not know. As a Habs fan, I know him. He's gonna be all right. He's, he'll be like maybe a top six uh, defenseman, maybe like a Jeremy Laws on. But they have so many first round picks. They can just dump, dump, dump. Like and that Robin Leonard trade, you really got you really traded Malcolm Subban and like some pick for Robin Leonard. All right. 
Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're geniuses. They're geniuses over there. Yeah. You're an expansion team. You got to build your um, your revenue and you want to you wanna make a name for yourself in a competitive league. You go out and you get star power and you try to win right away. Like that's how you get fans. Yep. Uh, but now shifting in, I said this before. I thought we talked about Anderson and Domi. I want to go back to Columbus and I want to get your guys' feedback on the Dubois trade. So real quick, if you guys haven't heard this, but I'm sure you have. Uh, in this trade, Dubois was traded with a third-round pick in 2022 to the Jets for Jack Roslevic and Patrick Laine. Supposedly, Dubois requested a trade, and this really, you know, this shit kicked off when the gate the day before he was traded, they played a game against Tampa Bay. He played three minutes and 55 seconds in the first period, and then he didn't play another minute in the game. Tortorella says, that's what you get. That's what you get for not playing like a team player. I want to get your guys' uh, feedback on this. Um, I'll start us off. Um, thought this trade was, I think it was good for both sides. Um, I got my winners and losers here. I think um, winners fans are Jets fans. Um, I think they they kind of had enough of line I use. I mean, he's good, but I don't think they were what they expected. Um. I also think John Tortorello is a winner. I don't think you want to deal with uh, Dubois' bullshit that he was putting up there. Um, and I also think uh, Roslavic, the the guy that was also in the package, yep. I think he's gonna, is that his name? Yeah, Roslavic, yeah. Yeah, so I think he's going to have a chance to prove himself um, in um, Columbus. Columbus, yeah. I think I think he's going to fit well in that Tortorello system. Yeah. Um, and I think the losers are Line A and Luke Dubois. I think they wanted to go to a competitive market. They wanted to compete in front of a big crowd and and compete for a title. I just don't think they're going to get it done. I think Line A is going to get shut down in that Tortorello system. Um, and I don't think I don't think Luke Dubois wants to be in Winnipeg. Like I saw something on Instagram. It's like you Luke Dubois asked for a trade out of Columbus. And he gets traded to the Canadian version of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, and, and Line goes to the Winnipeg version of uh, uh, in the, the Winnipeg of the United States. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to I want to break this trade down. So a couple of details before we keep going. Uh, Roslevic is from Columbus. He did his he played all his minor hockey, like like I say minor, but like high school hockey and like club hockey. He played for like the Junior Blue Jackets. Uh, another thing is Jack Roslevic was not willing to play with the Jets anymore because they didn't offer him an they didn't like a. Uh, Reoffer him, so he was an RFA, so and he just wasn't gonna sign. The Jets uh, or the Jackets? He he didn't, he didn't want to sign with the Jets, and then he signed a two-year deal with the Jackets because he was an RFA. That's where they traded him over. They didn't have a contract for the season. Okay, though. but I want to break this down. Uh, John Tortorella, he's so funny. Like as a Habs fan, I laugh all the time at him. But thank fucking God, he's not my coach. Holy shit. He plays, and if you guys know basketball, uh, he plays a grit and grind system. He goes with the hot hand, and he goes hard into the boards, and he's he's a gritty coach, and that doesn't work with a guy like Patrick Laine, whose job, and and it's kind of what Pasternak does. I think Pasternak's more of a complete player, but if you give Patrick Laine the puck on a power play, you know, like a like a cross crease pass, like a backdoor pass, that puck's in every single time, and that's not how they run their power play. It goes everything goes through Seth Jones, and everything goes to the middle, the front, and the middle of that. And it's always a, it's always a, every every power play goal they have is a tip on net, or a shot on the slot, a battery down a shot. Goal system. 
exactly line that's not that's not something line fits into also line had issues with the jets he hated blake wheeler and mark and mark strifley have both been known to be really hard on rookies and they were hard on him and he didn't want and he didn't want to be there and a quick thing about dubois his his number one market was he wanted to go to montreal and they were going to ask for ready for this nick suzuki and cole caulfield that's what they felt was a good idea I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is this is the future. This is the new Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. Like, do not trade these guys. Uh, do do not trade these guys away." Uh, and then he ends up going to Columbus. I mean, he ends up going to uh, the Jets. If you don't know this, his dad actually coaches with the Jets AHL team, the Manitoba Mooseheads. So that was pretty cool. But honestly, watch this. Uh, is going to sign. Lanai is going to finish this year of his contract. He's going to sign a one-year deal with the Jackets. To get on his bridge deal, to become a UFA, and he's gone. Dubois is going to finish his two years, and he's gone. He's going to Montreal. He's going to somewhere. He's either going to Vegas, which is a big Quebecer team. You got, you got guys like Marsh or so on there, and uh, you got you got that team over there. He's going to Montreal. I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty dead set. There's no way he. Why would you like Winnipeg's cool? Like Winnipeg's like Winnipeg's like like having been to Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a place you go, and it's cool for a day. Yeah, I think the playoff atmosphere though, watching them when they had fans oh my there, god, it's a whiteout is sick. Whiteout is so sick. It has the smallest seating capacity in the entire NHL. Yet it feels like the Bell Center. It's, yeah, it's fucking rocking. It feels like TD Garden in Game Seven every single Those game. Those are the top three stadiums for playoff hockey. Oh, by far, I was great. It's like it's like it's like TD Garden, Bell Center. And whatever the Winnipeg. They go so hard there. It could be like a fucking middle of the year game. It could be freaking Winnipeg versus who gives a shit Florida Panthers. In the middle of a blizzard. In the middle of a blizzard. And it's rocking in there. Yeah. It's yeah. rocking. Sold out. No one's missing their No one's selling their tickets because it's snowing out. Not a chance. Yeah. That's their church out there. That's that. They go to the Winnipeg games or Jets games like it's church. Yeah. 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 You, you pray you pray on you pray on pure Luke Dubois hockey stick like before the game starts like your your holy bible. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think I, I totally agree. I think Line is super overrated. I don't think he even comes and I don't really care what you know Bardon Jesse Pollock says. Like mm-hmm. he loves Line. He like but, he just got a jersey from him before yeah, he got traded. Like yeah, I think a couple weeks before. Uh yeah, but Line's overrated. I think I, uh, I think I think he's overrated. I don't know what else to say. Like he scores goals, he puts pucks in the net, but when he's off, he's off. He's like way off. Like he's Agreed. just not. Even there. That, you hit that one on the head there. Um, like his numbers coming into the league, they were good, but they have fallen off hard. Oh yeah, he's like you ever see a guy? Uh, it's like they actually haven't. Yeah. They haven't been, he stayed pretty consistent around. His lowest was in nineteen with fifty points, and his highest was in eighteen with seventy. Well, he's been pretty with. around there. But but I don't I don't I don't think it's who's playing with. I just think it's like you look at like I'm not, I'm not saying Toronto's a great example, but look at a guy that was drafted one pick before him, Austin Matthews, right? His first year in the league, Austin Matthews dropped 69 points, right? 40 goals, insane year. Second year, he drops off a little bit, right? He gets he's six he's six points less, he's six goals less exactly. Then he pops off, he gets 73 points in a shortened season, and then he gets 80 points last year on pace for 100 points. And he was on pace for 50 goals. He had 47 goals and 33 assists. Like you, don't, you need like. There's nothing wrong with starting your career slow, and there's nothing wrong with being a consistent player. But for a guy that was drafted second overall, you'd hope for more. You would hope that he is already either a forty goal scorer or he's had like multiple, multiple, multiple good seasons. Right. Yeah. That's and where I, I think, think you said he has one one year left on his deal. Yeah, he's got one. 
I think. That's I think he resign he goes to another place and that's where he's gonna shine. That's where we're gonna see the second overall potential in him. I agree. I I mean, and you saw it too. Like there's times like even like a couple years ago, like and he here's the issue. He wasn't playing on the first line. And that's an issue. He he needed to be a first line guy on that Jets roster, and he they didn't give it. They didn't give him the time. Yeah. Uh, they they gave it. They gave it to Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, and other guys that. You I know, mean, those guys are gross. They're, they're, I have so much respect for Blake Wheeler as a player. He's worked so hard to get where he is. Uh, you don't want to have all three of your best guys on one line, you know. I mean, because you shut them down, it just becomes. A shit show. But but you don't put. Let me. Um, I know. I understand. But like, you don't. You can't put. Uh, Patrick Line alongside of like, like Perot and Roslevic. Yeah. He needs to have someone who can feed and, him the and, puck. And Adam Lowry and Mason Appleton. Like you don't put those. You don't put them alongside those guys. Boston puts their top three guys on their team, and look how shitty they are. I know, but come on, like Marshan, Bergeron, and Pasternak. Like that. Yeah. That line's on the ice. Like it falls off pretty hard after that. But you know, like, but you know, like when you're watching that a hockey game, good. you know, you're watching a hockey game, right? And like, you're looking at like the line, like the line matchups, like what lines going against what line. I don't think I've ever seen when the Bruins have those three guys in the ice. I don't think I've ever seen the teams anything but their first line. If no. that, if Pasternak's on the ice and Barshon's on the ice and Ber- and Bergeron's on the ice. If it's against the Leafs, you're gonna you're gonna see Tavares, you're gonna see Marner, and you're gonna see Matthews. If it's against Montreal, you're gonna see Deno, you're gonna see Gallagher, and you're gonna see Tatar. If it's against Colorado, you're gonna see McKinnon, you're gonna see Rantanen, and you're gonna see uh, whoever they have, whoever the other guy they have is, uh, JT Comfort. You're gonna see those guys playing that top line because they're that yeah. good. And Winnipeg, don't get me wrong, it's okay not to play all your top guys in your first line, but Patrick Line is not a guy you set in your bench. You would never see Boston put. Pasternak on the second line because don't get me wrong, Pasternak's a good player, and but Pasternak's not a facilitator. Pasternak puts pucks in the back of the net. There's a reason he's a Morris Richard winner. He puts pucks in the back of the net. You don't play him alongside Nick Ritchie. You put him alongside Bergeron, the best passer in the league, and you let him fucking rip. You let him score. Couldn't have said that. All right. So, uh, my opinion on this trade is I think. Oh yeah, that thing. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> I definitely think. Uh, um, Columbus won the trade. Oh, Marco. I because okay, listen, you can't call it a trade now. I'm not saying the trades. Oh, you haven't seen these kids, both of them play yet because of the quarantine and the COVID and stuff. But I think that I think you guys think Lions overrated. I think he's he just needs to be the right spot, like you said, and maybe Columbus is in that right spot, but he even though that he hasn't gone back to that 40 goal year in uh, 2017, 2018. But I think him and Dubois are pretty equal, but I think Lonnie is a little more a goal scorer than him. And um, I think hope maybe he gels with, um, with to- Toro, but I, I just think he might not do that. He might, he's going to walk in the, the, the first year. But I think Line A still has stuff to show, and you and he's not overrated. You can't you can't call him overrated. Yeah, but the only thing I worry about, like, it, here's here's what I here's what I fear, and I think this is what both gems knew making this trade. Like, there is a serious possibility that in five years you see that you see Columbus trades a third round pick for Jack Roslovic because both guys left. I think that's 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 something that could totally happen. Especially if it doesn't pan out on how he's supposed on to. On either side, they're gone. If, if if Dubois has one bad season, he's gone. 
Uh, and that's kind of what I hate though about the NHL. Like, I remember I used to love the NHL because like you have a you'd have a stud guy, and he would get traded to a small market town, and guess what? He wouldn't care. He'd play his ass off because that's what hockey is, right? Um, and now I'm just getting scared because I think it's a little too close to the NBA where a guy's not playing in LA, a guy's not playing in Boston, a guy's not playing in Philadelphia, and he wants to yeah, fuck out. Definitely. You look, at, you look at James Harden, right? He's playing in Houston. He's made such a name for himself in Houston. And, like, ah, uh, this is not a big enough place for me. I want to go to the one of the biggest, like, epicenters in the world to New York. Like, that's bullshit. And I think Dubois, you know, one of the epicenters of hockey is Montreal. That's where he wants to go. He's from Montreal. Guess what? It didn't happen. And... I'm not saying as a Habs fan I wouldn't want Dubois, but for the for the for the hockey for hockey's sake, I kind of hope he goes somewhere else because I don't I don't want this thing happening with like an Eric Lindros where like I fucked you, I don't want to play for you, I don't want to play for you, trade me. Yeah, but I, I think he'd be good in the Montreal system. Yeah, Montreal needs Montreal needs more. Like everyone's like, oh, Montreal's good down the middle, but I mean, you need a star. But I mean, I, I, that's why I keep telling that. That's why I keep saying Montreal needs a star, right? It doesn't matter who it is. But you're not going to win hockey games when your best player on the ice. And I love Brendan Gallagher and Thomas Tatar, but you're not going to win games on the ice when those are your two best players. No, uh, you need a uh, you need a all star year in and year okay. out. And, and this is this brings us into our great our great next segment here. Uh, who is your most underrated player, either all time or right now? And as a Hobbs fan, I'm definitely biased here. But for me, it's Brendan Gallagher. You can't all three of you guys. You can't tell me when you're watching Hobbs Bruins game. And you see Brendan Gallagher like fucking rubbing Rask in your crease, he doesn't piss you the fuck off. Hey, he's he's like a Marshawn, but like not as much. No, of a... he's watered down Marshan. Marshan's so much better than him. Sorry, agreed. Marshan is definitely like a top twenty-five player in the league. Right but this is, this maybe, is like, but Brendan Gallagher's a guy. But and this is why. And this is why, right? And I, 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 I on based on pure skill alone. Gallagher and Marshan are not on the same level. I totally agree with you on that. No. no. But here's what I want to bring this up. This is Brendan Gallagher's last four years, including this year, right? 2017 18, 82 games played, 31 goals, 23 assists for 54 points. Next season, 82 games played, 33 goals, 19 assists, 52 points. The year after that, this is COVID year, 59 games because he was injured, 22 goals, 21 assists for 43 points. He probably would have hit 30. And this year, starting off already, he has. In eight games, three goals, two assists, and five points. All five of those points coming in the last five. All five of those points coming in the last five games. This guy's so underrated. It's unreal. He's a baller. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit. And like, they're like, and like, I, I have, as I always say, just because you're, just because your player doesn't go score, go out there and score 40 goals doesn't mean he's an absolute stud. Agreed. You, know, you like 18 goal, 18 goal guys, 20 goal guys, they matter. Because guess what? At the end of the year, that 18 goal guy, that 20 goal guy, He's gonna go get you a goal in overtime. He's gonna go get you a goal in the last in the last minute of the game. He's gonna win you games. Yeah. Brendan Gallagher. Brendan Gallagher has done this since 2012, 2013 when he started in the league. He's an absolute rocket. But I know I've said a lot about Brendan Gallagher, but I'll let you guys pick whoever you think it is. I think um, my, one of the most overrated is Huberto. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean just because he's say, in. You can also say Bobrovsky on that team. Uh, Officer Bobrovsky. No, Bobrovsky <laughs> played on his head in the Cup Finals, nineteen, and right. completely dropped off over. Exactly, the that's what I mean. Mm. Now, I think Huberto and Barkov, that line, most overlooked line. They are gross on the power play. I mean, ugh, I think it's just because they're in the on the Panthers. It's 
it's just sad because they're so talented and it's just they're in such a shitty fucking market did you guys hear did you guys hear even with reduced fans uh the panthers still broke their uh attendance record they got, I five, they got no five guys. Way. No, I'm just kidding. No, they didn't. They got they got, heard, five, they got I, five guys to come to that game. Huge. <laughs> they got money in Florida. Huge tilt. But I think I think I think fine. I, and I'll, I'll, I'll we'll go right back to what we think our early players is. But I just want to like show how like big the COVID pandemic is. Like the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. They are the champions of North America and the, are the best team in the world. They had to lay off 200 people. They won yeah. the Stanley Cup and then they laid everyone off. It's that's tough. It's tough. Like it's tough. I have no words for what like COVID has done. I mean, especially as teenagers, like these are the years you're supposed to develop as like as adults, and you just don't have that. Yeah. Um, and like you got to feel bad for people who are struggling to feed their their kids and put food on the table, and they can't even get a job or anything. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. But I I think that I think in in, in ten years. You're gonna see a team like Arizona. You're gonna see a team like Florida. You're gonna see a team like that. They're gonna go somewhere else because there's no way you can't survive. You can't survive in that market. Right. I, I, I agree. Right, I think it was a dumb thing what Florida did. They just signed Bobrovsky, one of the most paid deals ever. I think it was like 11 million. Mark yeah. now. Mark yeah. now. They they drafted Spencer Knight. It's well, I think like they're gonna try to move yourself Bobrovsky. in the foot. They're gonna to try to move. They have the Can- the Canada goalie too. I mean, why wouldn't they move? Bobrovsky? Devin Levy. Who's yeah. gonna want Bobrovsky's eleven million dollar deal? There's nope. no nobody. One nobody that. wants. I that. think no. And I he's not even that good. Well, now we now we get back now we get back into Edmonton. Does Edmonton make a push for if the Panthers are no. are doing no? Poorly? They would shoot themselves in the foot. They're already paying with David twelve point five. They're not gonna take another ten yeah. for a goalie. Plus, Drysdale is probably gonna want a raise. Yeah. No, that's I think Dress I was overrated anyway. All right, Wally, who's your most underrated or overrated player as of right now? I think going underrated, he's a star. He's a top ten player in the league. But I mean, this kid's gonna be something special. Elias Patterson. Mm. I mean he's not underrated. He's not underrated. I think JT Miller's underrated. I think JT Miller is extremely underrated. I think Patterson is and oh, I feel bad for Wally because we just absolutely ripped on his pick right here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Patterson. Patterson had two really good years, full sixty-six points, uh, and he's he won the Calder. But this is a guy that he's 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 like he's like before he played against the Habs in his first eight games, he had one goal. It's a guy I mean, that's that... supposed, supposed to supposed to lead your offense, supposed to be the quarterback of your offense, and he gets you one goal. And you, like, and this is this is the issue I have. This is the issue I have with NHL players. You can't be cold and then warm. You have like you can't be hot then cold, hot then cold, hot then cold because that that, that doesn't great, help your team. You gotta be warm all the time. A great be player, hot hot, warm. A great player needs to have consistency. Yes, That's how I you agree. be a great player in the NHL. I, if, if this is what I think, if you if you can if you can trust a guy with a puck on a stick to win the game every night, he's 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 good. If, if yeah. I can, if I if I can trust if I if you know if someone gets tripped and I can say. I like it's like it's a perfect example, like Bergeron, right? I'd be like, I know Bergeron, I, we can be down four nothing, and I know Bergeron will do something to help us win this game. Like, he's gonna yeah. do anything he can. Well, it's when a face off or, yeah, it can be the smallest things dig the puck out of the boards, win a face off, get a good hit on, get the boys going. Like, you know, yeah. he'll do that. I'm or, motivate you, but yeah, anyways, going off the back of Patterson, I just I think he's in a tough market in Vancouver. I know that team's they're gonna be special. 
if they keep that core together. Um, but I, I think I still think he's overlooked. I think he's a top seven player in the league. Um, I just don't. And he, he, what? This is his third year. Yeah, it's his third year. Yeah, something like that. He's gonna be. He's gonna be playing. His names. It's gonna be McDavid, McKinnon, and Pedersen. Those are gonna be the names of the league um, in a couple of years. Um, but I just. And he's hilarious. If you if you ever watched the on the bench video of him uh, of him playing yeah. goal, that's gonna yeah. be the funniest hockey video I've ever seen. He's got a great personality. So uh, this is a perfect segue into something I want to talk about. It's the Vancouver Canucks. Wally was like saying like this is a good core, it's a good team offensively. I agree, but here's the issue I have: you lost a goalie in Jacob Markstrom, who as of right now just shut out one of the most offensive teams of Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Thirty-eight save. <laughs> Yeah, I thirty-eight know. save shutout tonight. Mike Mike knows about that too well. Mike knows I got well. It's from baseball and fantasy. Twenty point something fantasy points because of your fucked up rules. <laughs> you guys, I love it. every time I change it, there's just something wrong. Oh, you had a key like this. The letter rules are but, terrible. So but but Vancouver, I think in my in my eyes, uh, they can't. And, I, and this is gonna get a lot of controversy. They can't draft players. You have Patterson. Well, Bruins do know about that. <laughs> you have Pedersen. Like, give me another guy the, the Vancouver Canucks draft in. Quinn Hughes. Bozer? Oh, Quinn Hughes. All right, Quinn Hughes. Best. Right, Bozer? Maybe they're not that bad at drafting. Not... Bozer? Yeah. All right. <laughs> they Miller wasn't they there. Did they draft Erickson? They got Bo Horvat, but Bo Horvat. I think, all right, Bo Horvat's fine. I think Bo Horvat is starting to love Vancouver being the captain, but. I remember on I remember on trade day he requested a trade. Yeah, <laughs> he said was... he said he was not happy to be in the Vancouver Canucks organization. I mean, and I've been to Vancouver; it's all right, it's pretty nice. But I mean, if I honestly, if you had made me pick between Calgary and Vancouver, I probably would pick Calgary. But like, they, I think Calgary they're underwhelming this year. I thought they're, they're going to be disgusting. Or they just beat the Habs to nothing. But yeah, uh, they're going to turn it around though. I think Goudreau's he's due for a big year. He had a tough year. He just last scored year. A, a nice goal. He's, he's, on that. An absolute rip. Yeah, that's. that's I think he's overrated. That's Johnny Hockey. I think Johnny Hockey's overrated. Yeah, I do. Man, he's. I think he just had a down year. He's old, man. Johnny Hockey's old. I say, and I, I don't mean old. He's only twenty-seven years old. But like, I feel like this guy's been in the NHL for not that long. Yeah, I thought he was way older than that. Did he come in at though? Did he come in at nineteen or twenty? He came in in two thousand. 13 so that was seven or eight years ago so he came at like 1920 because he, he played we played with what bc yeah 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 he was disgusting at bc listen the flames are gonna be nasty and they and the the, 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 I love, the thing i love, love about the flames is they stole three guys from the the canucks and they stole they stole chris tanev who's a beast i think he's a totally underrated defenseman they stole jacob markstrom who is a vesna candidate he's they nominated for the vesna for a reason he actually he's used to be used to be, a, used to be a florida goalie by the way I think he was part of the Luongo trade. Um, really? Yeah. Trade from Vancouver Canucks uh, by Florida with Sean Mathias for Roberto Luongo and Steven Anthony. So, oh. uh, no, he's going to be nice in Calgary. The Calgary, Calgary team's going to wake up. But Vancouver is struggling. Yeah. I think – I think I still think they're young. They're uh, – I think it's probably because of the defense. I think it's I, – I think – I think I Mike, Mikey's right. They got a lot of injuries, but I think it's because of Brandon Holtby. I think it is. I think you're right, Mike, but this guy is a guy that won a Stanley Cup. It's a guy that won a Vezina trophy. It's a guy that won a William M. Jennings trophy. And in his first five games, he's three and two with a 
3.17 goals against average. And before and before his win against uh the Senators, I think it was uh either today or yesterday, uh his goals against average was a three point like eight two. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't really think it's it's on Holpe and Demko in Vancouver. I think it's I think it's the defense. I mean I agree. Who else is on their defensive line besides Hughes and um they got Hughes, Tyler Myers. Edler, Tyler Myers, Olio Levy, Nate Schmidt, Jaden Chatfield, Travis Hamanick. Like that should be a good core, but I think yeah. the problem is you have too many too many one-dimensional offensive uh defensive and you have too many one-dimensional defensive well let's lo- let's look let's compare them to like, a, like let's see how far they are from winning a stanley cup like let's take a look at the tampa bay lightning who just won a stanley cup right all right teams- yeah but they've always been good all right let, let's go let's, who's one tier underneath tampa the stars would you say the stars are one tier underneath? i would i if you not anymore teams no. i would compare the tier under that compare the hurricanes and the canucks all right the hurricanes right they got Shvechnikov. Svechnikov! Svechnikov! Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I could, Svechnikov could be a Pedersen. Aho could be Sebastian a Aho. Brock, uh, Besser or, uh, or, or Horvat. Uh, Trocek, I could see as any of them, but it, it's it's their defensive core. They have they have guys uh, like Jacob Slavin. They have uh, Noah Hannafin. They have a defense. They don't like this Canucks roster doesn't have a defense. Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton. Oh my god, I forgot about Dougie. Oh no, Hannafin's on the, the flames now. Sorry, Dougie Hamilton. Dougie yeah, Hamilton's Dougie, nice. Yeah, working at Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Good. Uh but yeah, I don't uh, I don't even think those two teams are comparable. I think this Vancouver team is and, and you know, Thatcher Demko's overrated. He's a guy that was balled out in the playoffs, got two shutouts in a row, he went sub zero, and then he just um yeah. yeah, and then to wrap up this podcast, we want to do a quick segment about overrated players. I think I just said mine with Thatcher Demko. I'll let you boys jump in here wherever you guys want to. Taylor Hall. Oh mm. my god. Uh, that one's Dude's gone. been all over the map. He's got nine points in nine in in nine games. Buffalo's a spot. Buffalo's a spot to play with Eichel, and I, Eichel I needed Hall. Here's the thing I think is funny. You know, you're in a team, you're in a place like Edmonton where at the time where he was was a small market because, like, Gretzky's gone and the city's starting to lose hope. So he's like, all right, let me, I want to go to somewhere else. I want to go to, like, a different team. He goes to New Jersey, a small market team. He's like, ah, this, this fucking sucks. All right, let's go to another team. Goes How to long Arizona. was he with New Jersey for? Two years. Did he have, um, he won a heart. Did he have, uh, what the fuck is his name? Oh my God. Yeah, uh, Hughes with him. Did he have Hughes playing with him? He share? No, Hughes. Did he have Hughes playing with him? Nope. No. Mm. Actually, it, it might have overlapped a little bit, but I think. But, okay. but then, but then I was gonna say he gets dealt on the last small market team in Arizona, and then he's like, I oh, thought that's where he should have stayed. This sucks. This sucks. I hate small market teams. I want to go to a big market team. Oh yeah, let's go to fucking Buffalo, New York. Uh, I think that's a spot. Buffalo's though. a shit show. No, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if he's overrated. I just think he pisses me off as a player. <laughs> His face is just so ugly, dude. Yeah, I trade him. He loves. He loves him. Um, franchise mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marco always. Marco always like. You developed well, huh, buddy? <laughs> Taylor Hall, eight years, two, uh, 12 and a half million. No problem from the Boston Bruins. It's a steal, man. It's a steal. I, I thought he was going to the Bruins. If the Bruins have picked up Taylor Hall. 
they would have been my Stanley Cup favorites. Yeah, that's actually, that wouldn't have been a bad trade. It would have been mad they did a one-year deal like they did with, like he did with um Buffalo. I actually would that was kind of a good pickup for the yeah. well, New Jersey give up, but uh, Arizona's stupid. They gave up. They, they gave, gave up so much for him. Give up like a first, and then and Nick Merkley and like all these they guys that like, could be serious studs. All right, uh, Wally, do you have an overrated player? Yeah, I know it's gonna be controversial off of the year he had last year, but I'm gonna say Artemi Panarin. Um, I'd agree. Man. Yeah, I agree. I just you look at this year. I he played an absolute. He played an absolute stacked team in Columbus. He had Duchesne, Bobrovsky was on his head. He had Seth Jones playing with him. Yeah, and I mean he was in Chicago before too, and, and it's just Dubois like he didn't do anything. Wait, other than he won the Calder, but then he, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. He's, yeah, he he's, won the Calder. He was like twenty four years old, something like that. Because because he, he played like, well, he, like I, so, I, think, yeah. I think I think the KHL gets a lot of rips because it's Russia. But like the KHL is not that far. Like if I had to rank leagues in the in the in the world, it'd be NHL, KHL, uh, AHL, NCAA, and then like the juniors. Like they're not that far off from that. Yeah, going off of that, like Panarin's playing against grown men. Like yeah. NCAA kids are playing against NCAA kids. Panarin was twenty playing against grown thirty-two year olds. Yeah, like, he was. He was that's gonna make you a better player. Team. That's gonna make you look good. Yeah, but I mean, anyways, going back to Panarin, I just, I don't think he can put up the numbers by himself. Um, I think the Rangers team. Is it last year? Was last year was gross though. He was. He was. I'll give him that. But like, when was the last time he had that good of a or even like close to that good of a year? I just don't think he can put it up year after year, and I don't think Zibanejad is there to help him. Um, I just I don't see. Panarin being a star in this league for that much longer. So I hate to burst your bubble, but he has gone this, up in points every single year. Yeah, he is kind of disgusting. Actually, but, but, but he's 29. Uh, but Wally makes a point. He's, the, the guy's 29. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to start to downfall now. Last year, he got 95 points. I only think he can go downhill from here. Maybe yeah. one good year. That's about it. But it's it's tough when you hit your peak. Like it's like, as a hockey fan, like you like you're rooting for your team, and you see a guy hit like forty goals that's never yeah. hit forty goals before, but he's also like thirty or twenty nine. You're like, yeah, and then it's over, and you're like, last well, time I'm gonna do that. It's the last time he's gonna do that. And I and, and I know we're gonna sign him for like a five year, like a hundred million dollar deal, and like it's not, it's not gonna matter because like, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna do worse. Uh, and then I want to shoot it over to Marco. Do you have an underrated player? Yeah. Uh. And you overrated? Overrated. No. <laughs> um, John Juan. Who? John and Juan, the Canadians. Juan. He's 24. Uh, Give him time. Give him no, time. I'll read his stats right now. Like, at that whole Tampa trade, when he traded hit that one. I was so mad. I told my dad the, the day after that happened, I was like, oh, shit, dude. I, I, the day, the the day after, I was like. Really good defenseman. He this. just had to improve himself. Who was Sergi? Sergi can't. That's not English. What does he play for? Sergachev. He played for, yeah. for the Canadians. It was a trade. He was mm. driven by the Lightning. And uh, it was yeah. They should have kept him. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He hasn't been that bad. He's got. He had thirty-two points his rookie year, ten points his second year. But he was playing in the AHL. He like went back and forth. Yeah, he's played only been on fifty points, and he's been a defensive like liability. He's, he's such a liability. In it. I can say that as a Habs fan, like. You, you're, you're and Mikhail Sergachev. I'm looking at his stats right now. He even oh. played a game with the Canadians. He, got he was one of the biggest deals in Tampa 
And for that Stanley Cup win. He, he, in the last three years he's played in Tampa, he has 40, 32, and 34 points. If you, get, if you ever get a defensive that can put up 30 points, you won. In, in, in any regard, in any trade, you won the trade. So I, I think <laughs> Torture. Tampa fleeced them. And Joanne's gonna walk next year when, he, when his contract's up. Go I don't. Uh, I mean, I hope not. I think he's. I. I listen. I don't think he. I don't up. think. I don't think. I, my. I hear people keep saying like, uh, he's got time. Like, give him time. He's young. He's twenty five. He's not that young. Let's be. Yeah, honest. he was drafted third overall in twenty thirteen. That's but, kind of a listen. Boss. You like you have these two guys drafted before. You have Nate McKinnon and Seth Jones, who are Seth Jones is the top five defenseman in the league. Nathan McKinnon's arguably the top player in the league. Uh, this year, not so much, but he's arguably a top player in the league. And then you have a guy that I would consider maybe top 150. I say that maybe he's like 148. I'll read off the 2013 draft, which was after Joanne, who was drafted. Well, it was Tampa that drafted him, so it's kind of different. Yeah. But I'll say it was drafted after him. It was Seth Jones, Elias Lindholm, Sean Monahan. Darrell Nurse, uh, Risto Lyon, Bo yep. Horvat, and then Kuskin. So but that job was kind of weak, but Seth Jones and was a better little option than Joanne, in my opinion. Yeah, I would not have. If I was a GM, I don't know if I, no, and obviously as a GM, like you see all these bad trades like Boston, like let's trade Joe Thorne, let's trade Blake Wheeler, let's trade Tyler Sagan. Even though I heard Tyler Sagan was actually having an affair with he sucks. With a wife, with a wife of another Bruins player, I had heard about that too. That I mean, it's kind of funny. It's such a save. It is. But you, but you, I get why like they wouldn't want him out but, of there. But listen, unless that guy, unless that guy, the wife that he was sleeping with, was like Bergeron's wife, which I don't think it was, or like somebody who's been there, Rask's yeah. wife, or like Tara's wife. Why I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know why you would trade a guy like that. And then. Uh, and then Boston, they make all those trades to get those three picks, and they just blow it. Okay, you ma- can you imagine a Boston roster right now, right? If Peter Charlie didn't make a, a single trade, you would have You're ready. Me with this draft. Ready line. for this? Marshan, Marshan. Here's your first line. Marshan, uh, Bergeron, Pasternak doesn't change. Here's your second line. Sagan, Blake Wheeler, Phil Kessel. Here's your third line. Jumbo Joe Thornton, Brock Besser. Uh, who's another guy? Barzel, and here's your fourth line. Let's say you get uh, Barzal's on the third line. Bur- yeah, that's, that's I mean, then, you're, then you're winning the Stanley Cup for like three or four years. Yeah, like that's <laughs> not, bro. I mean, that, that's and, a then, gross and then here's your defense. And then here's your defense, right? And let's say you bring back Tory Krug because you're not stupid. You have Tory Krug. Let's say you keep Char. You have Char. You have Dougie Hamilton. You have Charlie McAvoy. Brandon Carlo. You have Brandon Carlo. And say you, let's say you still have Jeremy Lozon, right? And then you have Yaroslav Halak and Tukarask. That team is going to win 25 Stanley Cups in a row. You could have just That's named me. that segment how to get depression as a Bruins fan in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> look at look at the, who they're drafting. The, it, every time I see that draft. I'll do your job better than Don Sweeney. Oh, boy. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know why Cam Neely doesn't get involved more. He's just kind of there. Yeah. He's he's I don't think he has much to say. Act like the president when he's not doing jack shit. <laughs> No, it's it's fun. It's fun picking on the Bruins fans because I read everyone. I I as a Habs fan, I, I say one of three things. I either say someone's showing me. I go, I go. I have so many. I don't have even. I don't even have enough fingers or toes to count how many Stanley Cups I have. Or I go. I go. Oh. How, or I go like this. I go. How many cups do you have? Huh? How many cups do you have? 
That was a good one. That was a good charm. And then I go, and I go, and I go, 13, 14, 15. Let that sink in. No, I can't say any of that. That's uh, 24 cups. I think you, you won about more than half of them against a bunch of factory workers who had to work like nine. No, hours. no, no. Yeah. We have. Talk about the Canadians. After, 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 after 1953, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you, eight, nine, we, 10, 11, The U.S. teams 13, not 14, have, 15, 16. The U.S. teams could not pick Canadian players. You know how unfair that is? Bro, okay, yeah, yeah, maybe for like maybe till like I'm nineteen, sorry, like, maybe till like nineteen thirty. You can't really. Yeah, but of course, you're gonna win the warm like the cup in, the late, in the early part of the league. You can't. All right, what about what about all right? Since when the Gretzky was playing, the Montreal Canadiens won one, two. They won four Stanley Cups, five Stanley. Yeah, that, that, that's it. You won four. I won six. Five. So. You won five. Since Gretzky's playing, what what year did the Bruins win? I think the Bruins won in. Oh wait, 70, 70, 72, and two thousand eleven. Wait, wait, what was before that? I forget. How many have you won, Sam, since uh this one? I don't know. They the sent in the seventies. Since the seventies? Fucking donut. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Since the year nineteen ninety three though, one. One. <laughs> when? Nineteen ninety four? Ninety three. Yeah. And as a Canadian, that's so embarrassing. The last Canadian team is 1993. They're going to sound like Yeah, that. no Canadians want to sell cups. That's brutal. <laughs> All right. With that being said, thank you, beauties, for listening. And keep riding that pine.